welcome to episode 26 of Processing the Process, titled Connections with Aaron and Michael Van Gemmert. Hey there, I have a great episode here with Aaron and Michael Van Gemmert. They are a couple that has been on a journey through their musical theater career that is somewhat unique. When they graduated from college, they began performing on cruise ships. Did that and land performing, as they refer to it, at different really good regional theaters. They did this all 99% as a couple, which I also thought was interesting. I'm kind of personally curious about the whole ship performing thing for selfish reasons, because my son Frankie and his now fiance, Bryn, yes, Frankie got engaged since I last have been recording. Super exciting news. But they were looking at that. And of course, um, just me being me, I had to uh, delve into it. But it kind of came to me because while my husband and I were out at She-Wolf, it's a Detroit area Italian restaurant, super amazing, we met Aaron and Michael. And of course, as you know, (laughs) and you will discover soon, if you haven't already, is that this connection of the musical theater world you just connect and the conversation comes up and then they're like oh well we were musical theater students where does your son go to school and you know they're like we graduated with a musical theater degree also then they started telling me their story and I was like oh wow okay well this is interesting I don't know anything about the ship performing world and I would love to know more. So we exchanged information and that's the conversation you'll be listening to. I would say the most outstanding parts of this are just an inside scoop on ship performing. Also connections, like that word comes up over and over again about how their connections slash networking brought them through their careers from one thing to the next. So, connections. (laughs) I also just need to let you know about Aaron who will be performing at Macomb Center for Performing Arts in Descendants through the organization that she 
works for All the World's a Stage, and it actually educates youth in theater. And she teaches there, choreographs there, directs. Uh, so she is taking the stage for the first time in quite a while, and there are four performances the weekend before Thanksgiving. So if you're in the Detroit area, check that out. I'm sure it's going to be an amazing show and super fun for kids. Yeah. Have a listen and enjoy. We don't really know each other. I don't know if you guys even remember me. (laughs) Oh, of course I do. Okay. So anyway, Michael, what was your journey? So I, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. I grew up playing sports. I played every sport in the book and you know, thought I was going to be a sports medicine doctor, a trainer. And then my choir teacher, you know, was like, uh, what are you doing? Like, you need to be in my musical. You know, long story short, she was like, you're coming to the audition. You're going to sing whatever. Happy birthday, Star Spangled Banner. And you're in the show, like, because I need you. And then, you know, the rest is, as they say, is history. So when I was going through that process and when my family was going through that process, I have an older sister, but she was interested in like education. So um, we hadn't done any of that before. So Mm -hmm. it was like, we had no idea. We literally had no idea. (laughs) What did you do from that point? Okay. How long ago was this? (laughs) It was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, Things are so different. It is. Yeah. Things have changed for sure. You know, I just really at that age, when I thought about it, I was like, I just kind of did things and I didn't think about them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think part of that as I get older I um admire <laughs> yes <laughs> now you know a lot more fear sets in a lot more anxiety sets in or anxious energy sets in around those instances but back then you just kind of at least myself I was so busy I played sports I did show choir I did musicals I you know was in Spanish club and peer helpers and I mean it was just like it was insane when I look uh-huh. back at it. And I don't think I ever had time to truly like process everything that was going on. So you just um, jumped in. So I just did it. Yeah. And when they said, you need a headshot, we took a, po- a photo. And when they said, you need a resume, we, I talked to my, my, my choir teacher. Yeah, that right. Yeah. Uh, her name is Lori Naherniak. She just retired, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, instrumental to that mm-hmm. community, to that area of where mm-hmm. I grew up. But... Um, she was instrumental in helping me and my family, uh, do everything we needed to do. Quite frankly, I'll give all the credit to her. So if she told my mom or dad to do X, we did X. If she told me to do X, I did X. Yeah. So essentially she became like your advisor. Totally. hundred percent. I trusted her through and through. And another like little quote that was going through my mind as you were talking is like oblivion is bliss. That's it. (laughs) I mean, if I think about what I did, I didn't have any fear. I, Mm -hmm. and that's probably played to my advantage, you know, grew up, like I said, a sports player coming into a world that I really didn't know anything about, but I knew I could sing. I I grew up Mm -hmm. with a family who just did that. My grandpa played guitar. My family on my mom's side would get together and do, you know, these sing things at holidays. And it's just, I didn't know any different. So I thought every family was that way. Uh-huh. So when she said, I have something, I didn't know I had something. But then when I started seeing things and started doing things in the that world, I too noticed that I had something. And it's something that I, I liked doing, you know, it gave me chills and gave me a, a good rush. And, you know, it was fun. So... I- 
I love that. And just a couple things that come up repeatedly for people that get on this path. Somebody comes into their life who really believes in them. Yes. And encourages them. Yes. Yeah. And that's huge. And then the other affirmation is that as the young person who is considering this path, Mm -hmm. once you get among others that are of your same. Yep. Same. um, Yes. That one, you have a sense of belonging. Yes. And two, that you are able to assess yourself in a bigger pool. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Very true. And that continues. I think that continues even as you go from a college setting into a professional setting, the same thing happens as far as, okay, you just like continue to jump into different pools. It might not be bigger all the time. might just be a different pool if you're going for a different show or a different, you know, a different theater or whatever it is. But that, I, I do think that continues. And I think the hardest thing and the thing that helped me most through college was just like finding a little bit more about like who I, who I was and who I am. You know, I, I think, yeah, like you said, somebody had to like point that out and I'm so grateful she did because it changed my whole life for the better. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, they're still my people. It's just a different group of people. We just went to a wedding where we saw some, a bunch of people we used to perform with and you just, it's a it's different your family. It's your family. You just, there's no, you just pick right back up. There's just, I don't, even know if it's tangible to put into right. words. There's like an unspeakable bond that's just there. Yeah. Even when you've not, not even met someone before, yeah. you just met them now, but there's that thing. They're just, you just know. more open. They're just more used to meeting people. They're just used to having things change all the time. Yeah, you totally. just get each other. And honestly, when I went to school, I actually, at first, didn't really feel like I fit in, quite honestly. I, I, I knew what I could do. I knew I was there and I wanted to be there. But that's where Aaron and I kind of bonded throughout our career i also i have we have different like interests some people are like singularly focused on performing and acting and, and singing and and ingesting these in their time off and reading and going online and whatever and i had different interests i was like i want to watch the sports game i want to watch you know i so even throughout my career that continued and i would find certain people limited amount of people there's one person i can think of who was like-minded that way and that we can bond over that but that's actually where aaron and i kind of were magnetic toward each other because mm-hmm. she kind of had um other interests yeah for sure okay so let's shift over to you yeah. aaron because we kind of just got to the point of where you guys met so i want to know yeah from you what was your journey my journey i started learning tap steps from my grandma <laughs> when I was about probably two or three years old. I was 98 and a half and alive. And she can still, yeah, yes, she is. And she might be sitting in her chair, but she can still do a time step. It's amazing. And so, <laughs> and I was an only child and an only grandchild on my mom's side too. So I spent a lot of time with my limelight. grandparents and <laughs> And um, uh-huh. and with my uncles and my one uncle, my uncle, Michael, my godfather was just loved theater and so he started taking me i think he took me to see david copperfield uh <laughs> front row when i was like five on uh, easter sunday the, one day fisher. i think at the fisher yeah and so you know i just was like thrown into it and they had some you know subscriptions to everywhere fisher that he went to new york all the time and saw every 
every show, every single show. And so I just was thrown into that kind of a world from the beginning. And I started taking formal classes when I was five, ballet and tap, and then got into jazz and lyrical and hip hop and point. And, and then I did my first musical showdown at the sugarcane saloon <laughs> that's like um, embedded in your brain grade. yeah uh-huh. and um my family was just in shock because i was not going around the house singing and so when i just came out on the stage and sang my whole family's jaws like dropped they were like what is going on and so that sort of started my my time in musicals and So then in ninth grade, I joined what was at that time called the TAP program, Theater Arts Performance Project, which was in Warren Consolidated Schools. Um, And we were at Old Warren High at the time for two hours a day. And then we split off and went to our, you know, to our high school. So and so did did your program being an arts focused Mm -hmm. program, some extra inside knowledge of how that whole process worked? Yeah, definitely. At the time, we had only two staff members. Paulette Brockington was our dance teacher, and then Jonathan Gillespie was our director and our just main guy, and he's just an absolute legend. He just retired last year. He definitely, I mean, he was really probably the most instrumental, influential person to me like Michael was speaking about Lori, um, that he did. He just absolutely believed in me. He just really saw something in me and and tried to really nurture that and 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 guide me as as much as possible. And I think then too, it seems like there's so many programs now. Yeah. And I would imagine that <clears throat> twenty years ago there were less or there was knowledge of less or like, and when the kids go to apply, it's recommended that they apply to like a minimum of 13 schools and to apply to 20 plus is very common. I mean, that's that's something we've talked about that. And we're like, this is crazy. Cause for, for you, I don't know. I think you applied maybe what? There, there might have maybe five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say for me, you know, as far as auditioning, I think it was three schools. For so, me. I mean, to think that like 13, 20, I mean, that's it's so many. We've talked about it because she yeah. has students now. It's like, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, I know at All the World's a Stage, we did a college audition class where we were really trying to help the kids, you know, what schools do you want to go to? What are the, all the requirements? Let's look at every single requirement. Let's find you. Okay, you need this many songs and that and this type of song and this type of um, monologue because all the schools are different. So it's really important to get all the things that you're going to need. And then you just kind of methodically have to work through it. And if you can find someone that can coach you or help you or a, a program, you know, or a class, that's super helpful um, just to get that perspective on the material then that you're choosing um because that's so hard i mean that's Ugh. one of the hardest things still for me even looking back on my career it's so hard to mm. figure out what material is mm-hmm. right for that and what's right for you and you need another eye mm-hmm. to look at it because it's really really hard to just judge that on your own i think she's hitting on something important here you there's a thing called an act, acting exercise where you always focus on like how you see yourself and then how somebody yeah. else sees you because 
you can see yourself a certain way, but if, if the people in the room or the people that are whatever don't see you that way or don't see the song that way or doesn't come across that way, it's extremely important. That's why it's such a tough business because yeah. it's so subjective. Right. But at the same time, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know your your value. You got to know this is what your I strengths. can and can't do. Yep. But yeah. I feel like to talk to your point about the the magnitude of what it's gone to, I do feel like there are more opportunities as far as schools and programs. Which is I, good. I Can feel like there are is more awareness and more people at a younger age getting into this world. So I just feel like in when we were in school, that's when you started like making your quote unquote brand, right? You started mm -hmm. figuring out college, you what you're doing. Like, now it's yeah. much. I just younger. feel like it shifted mm -hmm. down, you know, to the high school level and even lower. Quite mm -hmm. honestly, oh yeah, you got kids leaving high school, entering. You know, I know there's a young gentleman out of Michigan, um, Cipriano. Um, in Jag Little Pill yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. So you I know. interviewed him. Oh, you did? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Michael, yeah, you I you, saw a clip and I was like, I judged that guy at that's the festival. festival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, now they're hitting the ground running, you right. know, which always existed, but I feel like it's much it's more now. more um more prevalent now than yeah. or before. expected now. Because yeah. look, if 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 I'm being honest, for this career, you don't have to go to school, right? Uh -huh. A lot of people, especially mm -hmm. if you're a dancer, would tell you, go dance because <laughs> your body and we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Your body is not going to hold up as mm -hmm. long as you think it might. So, you know, there's there's um, conversations on either side. Obviously, you learn a lot when you go to school. But um, well, yeah, but the point is just that it starts a lot younger now. I do think more currently um, that there's a new appreciation for very raw, unaffected. Sure. Yep. Talent. Sure. And the other thing I was going to relate to is that my son, Tommy, he was told that, you know, when he walks in the room, they're going to see leading man. He's tall. Mm -hmm. He's handsome. He's yeah. right. He's so it's, socially well-groomed. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's more important um, than, you know, that alone is going to get him more work than quite frankly. Oh if my he gosh. Can, you know, people want to hire people that they want to be around and work with. And that's what we had. We were able to work in an environment and work in a certain way with a lot of integrity coming showing mm -hmm. up every day mm -hmm. being good people yeah. doing the extra things and mm -hmm. it gets you more work but yeah. we had someone say yes the talent was part of it but they said who do i want to sit around a campfire with and you know yes they wanted people that were talented of course if they lined up talent wise the people they wanted to sit around the campfire with they said oh i'm gonna pick because it's such a high stress high so, stakes yes thing and it you know when you're in the gutters of we have to open in two days and how the heck are we going to do this and that's what forms those strong bonds you yes. need a group of people around you that are going to be like okay we can do this i'm going to run that number again even though i'm you know <laughs> i just yeah. ran it eight times and i'm so yeah i'm gonna you know that's what it takes quite yeah. honestly yeah yeah mm -hmm. when everything gets stripped back which i feel like it does quite often because you're yeah. pushed to so many limits. Yeah. Yep. The essence of who you truly are is revealed. <laughs> and... It's revealed and it's very, it becomes shown to be very important. Yeah. You know, we talk about this a lot. In the end, you always have to just stay true to that good, solid core of work ethic and integrity and kindness. You know, no one's perfect. No. Everyone has their bad days and stressful times. But in the end, I think that will take you far. And I think that's because connections are just so important so 
try hard to to keep those connections and not burn the bridge because you just never know i mean our i think honestly like our whole career is based off of the connection and the next one and the next one and where it takes you and you have we still had to work to cross the next bridge but it was based off of the connections we made Mm -hmm. um honestly we could trace it back and go through the whole thing because it 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 was instrumental yeah but Um, to go back to your point about your son it's just like it's a game of numbers you know if he wants to do the leading man track and that's it the type that he feels comfortable with to take work if he can nothing wrong with that right work gets mm-hmm, work right exactly but if he doesn't want to do that and he can make a choice at some point in his career then you just go into a different room and you keep going into a different room until somebody sees you the way you want to be seen hbo made a, a fortune on featuring leading men who are not the yeah Sopranos. they're darker they're, they're not the classic leading man look or whatever it is yeah and, for sure. and, right and Music theater has some of those roles as well. If you think of like a scar, you know, there are leading men types Mm -hmm. that are more complex. Yeah. You might have to age into something like that. That's an important thing for young performers to remember as well. It's it's tough to jump into a different pool. Yeah. Yeah. You're jumping you're jumping out of a pool where everybody's your same age, but you're covering multiple age spans. Right. Mm -hmm. Into a pool where all of a sudden there are people to play those age spans. Exactly. It might, you know, take a little bit longer. Yeah, that's a very good thing to remember (laughs) that when you're in a college show, they're pulling their whole cast from you know, your peer group. Yeah. And they're all playing all ages. I think that that's something that at least I kind of missed that. Yeah. They're all playing these parts and they're, God, they're so good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But in the real world, um, you know, you're not going to have the opportunity because there are older people out there to actually fit that role. Right. Um, And you might, right. If it's a stock situation, Yes. If they're casting a group of people that have to cover, you know, it's in those similar situations, you might have that opportunity, but it just changes a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's happened in college. If we look back and talk about that, the competitiveness that you feel amongst your peers, because there is that, right? You're comparing yourself to the pool that you're in, but in real life, you know, it took years, I think, especially for you, Aaron, to, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the females that were in our graduating class, um, to not still feel competitive to people that you actually aren't competing with in the real world. You might be a different type. You're not going to be cast as the same thing. You're not even going to be cast in the same shows. Yet in a college setting, because that's the pool, you're being cast in the same same shows and you're being judged in the same room for the same things. Against but, each other, even though we weren't even though, the same type. Yeah, you're not even quote unquote right. uh, competing against each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a hard thing to strip away when you leave. Mm-hmm. especially on your perception in your mind. Yeah. That is very thought-provoking. There's a lot <laughs> there that you could delve into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we haven't said yet, where did you guys go to school? We went to Western Michigan University. Okay. And that is where you met? Yes. Correct. That's where we met. We actually auditioned yeah. on the same day, and we were in the same group of, like, whatever it was, five or six people that went in the room. Um, no way. and so we, so I guess we, I don't even know if we officially met yet no, that day. Not really. It was probably like, okay, we're in the same room. We might've nodded at each other or right. something, you know, but, um, but we do like to talk about that just because <laughs> I remember he said, interesting, make them hear you for yeah. ragtime. <laughs> talk about type. That was not really correct, yeah. but he sounded great. <laughs> and, uh, 
And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I had like two songs I could sing. Well, that, and it was great. Um, but yes, yeah, so we auditioned the same day and then we were put in class, some classes together our freshman year, yeah, um, so acting classes. We were just sort of acquaintances. And um, yeah, then by the second semester, we had an acting class that we we did start talking and were, were you know, friendly during class. So, yeah, so that's where we met. Um, my son, actually, if you are a person listening and have been following, my oldest son just got engaged. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> to um, his fiance. They met at CCM. Wow. Um, Fantastic. And, I know. Like Great school, too. Yes. Amazing first school. First week of um, college, and now they are engaged. So that's huge. That's amazing. I, I um, so that kind of warms my heart the, to, to know that that is, you know, that that happened. Yeah, oh, heck yeah. Uh, we were, I tell people all the time. We're I mean, so I'm, lucky. So I, my life would have been very different had I not found Aaron. So, Mine too. Um, I was, you know, I always say people got lucky early, right? Some people never find what we found. And in that setting, it was just very unique. So um, congratulations to them yeah. and to you all. And, and, and yeah, CCM, killer school. Yeah. 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 So they are... Um, they're in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that I came back around to you guys is that um, they are interested in that direction of. Um, Do they just graduate? <laughs> they graduated in 19. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So what a unique time. To cool just... or not cool. Actually, yeah. I was going to say, oh, my gosh. And then they no, it's kind of, I think, one of the harder places to be because they had just gotten to New York. It's such had, a hard place to be. <laughs> period. Let alone. Period. Yeah. Let alone in the what what happened yeah. with the yeah. whole auditioning world and Broadway. Um, yeah. But so they definitely did not have a full year of auditioning. No. So now you know they're just kind of getting back and kind I mean, of reass- the... reassessing. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that they're thinking about doing is auditioning for cruises. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, re- I remember you guys mentioning that yeah. you did that and yes. I want, I want to get to that. Sure. But, well, um, yeah, but first I want to find out, so you graduated mm-hmm. and like what happened from there? So in our, probably like our senior year, a former student, his name is Steven Brodebeck. I think he's out in San Diego now, mm-hmm. head of a program. Head of um, uh, UCSD out there. Yes. Um, he came back to kind of visit and he was a dancer you know singer actor he had been working for celebrity cruises so he kind of got it in our ear hey you know working on cruises is a great opportunity from there we got interested in it for sure i had started going on cruises with my family when i was i think a sophomore in high school when i would go and watch the performers i was like obsessed like mesmerized <laughs> by them so when I then heard I might actually be able to do that, like I thought it was so great. There was a whole group of us that ended up auditioning for Holland America Line, Stiletto Entertainment at the time, Barry Manilow's production company. And this is at this point, like spring, probably but right before we graduated. And we both got calls. Weird thing that doesn't always happen. They said, well, hey, you know, we want to cast you, Michael. We want to cast you, Aaron. Now, would you guys want to do a ship together? 
we were like, well, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and they were like, you know, because we actually want to put couples together because, you know, this is a very difficult thing. You're on a ship in the middle of the ocean on the other side of the world. So if you'll be happier having mm-hmm. your boyfriend or girlfriend there, we're going to do it. So we were like, yes. Mm-hmm. We were doing a summer stock season down at Wagon Wheel in Indiana, and we got the call and said yes. And they said, okay, rehearsals will start in November, and you'll go on the ship in December, and you'll be there till June. So that like started us off on that journey. I mean, mm-hmm. we always just say how grateful we are to yeah. have been able to travel, perform together, Learn. get paid for it, and not have all the kind of... Traffic expenses of- was a unique setup and a great way to save money too. Save, save a, lot. a lot of money. But yeah, it was I know a lot of times it has a little bit of a stigma, it gets a bad rap, but I was gonna uh, ask about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't quite frankly understand it. I mean, maybe it's because of the people we are, but it pushed us in ways that we never even thought of. As the singers, fact that, as actors. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, we were lead singers for the production mm-hmm. shows, and you have to sing so many styles yeah uh so many money notes and production numbers everything's an 11 o'clock number i mean you're driving the show you're you know featured there's we took it seriously and a lot of people you know think of it as a poo poo like oh you did ships like whatever no but it really it, it was extremely difficult as amazing as it was it was extremely difficult but also just very rewarding and the vocal coaches you work with oh my god huge artists you know what mm-hmm. i mean and they're coming here to fill in their time yeah and they're sharing everything they can with you and, and the choreographers, the choreographers they're huge. doing broadway shows and yeah working with disney corp and you know all these things and then coming there in the meantime so i mean the connections again if you want to talk about connections yeah. it was just a fantastic opportunity all yeah. around and as hard as it was but i i would never change it it was amazing we ended up doing um so we would kind of flip-flop we would this is just how it worked out. We did a ship and then we came back. We worked on land again for, you know, about a year. Then we went and did the Amsterdam and then we worked on land again. And then we went and did the Zondam. And then it was a couple more years in between the next one. Um, we were just working on land and which was amazing too. And then we ended up doing the new Amsterdam. At that time, it was less than a year old. That ended up being our last ship contract wow. in 2011. It was our second time over in Europe, but this time it was in the Med as opposed to the Baltic was our first time over there. And Mediterranean. Yeah, the Mediterranean. We were there for eight months and it was just incredible. So, so yeah. Wow. We, so you saw a lot of the world. Yes, uh, yes we did. It's we did. It's Alaska, it. uh, Hawaii, so South Mexico, America, the Caribbean, New England, the Baltic Sea. Talking like um, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Um, oh, then you're talking man. about Mediterranean. That's amazing. So Spain, Italy, Croatia, uh, Turkey. Turkey. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was incredible. What kinds of questions do you think as a performer, do you need to ask yourself about being someone who could do that? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I don't feel like it's for everyone. No, no, it's not. It's not. Um, you have to be versatile. Yeah, definitely. And it'll push you to become more versatile. For me, I'm not sure if I had been alone on the journey, if I would have chosen to do it myself. I don't know. I, I, I The fact that we did it together just it was huge. So I think you have to take a look at yourself and say, okay, am I okay to go off and 
be halfway around the world for months and months and months. You don't get time off. You don't mm -hmm. get, oh, well, you're there for three months and then you come home for it. No, you're gone. And, <laughs> but I mean, good thing nowadays, yeah. obviously connecting is so much easier and with FaceTime and all this kind of stuff, it's way easier. Um, and and not as expensive back in when we started you had to buy these phone cards that were ridiculously expensive it was crazy but it's not like that now so that's really good but yeah you got to ask yourself am i okay living working on this floating city <laughs> tiny rooms and small space with these people and you just got you do have to ask yourself those questions i think if there's even an inkling that you'd be okay with it i think you should do it mm -hmm. i really do because at least then you could say you tried it yeah and you would know. I, I think if people just give it a bad rap and they don't try it mm -hmm. you know then it's mm -hmm. like well you, it's like if you don't eat something on your plate right it's like well did you even try it you can't say you don't like it if you didn't try it and it depends on the line right and i even take it into the what we're doing now it's like regimented right you, you ships are militaristic right so you have to be mm -hmm. willing to be like there might be some stupid rules <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you that know, take some getting used to. You got to show up. There's no understudies. So, you know, you can't be stupid about your body and your voice. And uh, you got to be able to show up. And some people that couldn't do that found themselves packing their bags and going home. It's serious. These production companies are spending a lot of money to put these people out there. And you got to take it seriously. And you can learn a lot if you apply yourself. So definitely. But it is. It's a smaller environment with the same people. And people from all over the world. You get this like global perspective. Which is amazing. That you would never get. Also the travel, you're getting a global perspective yeah. too. It's really amazing. Um, but you know, the shows, you got to be able to show up. You got to be able to execute and you yeah. got to do it well. Yeah, it might be your 300th time doing that show. And you're tired and you hate this number and this costume doesn't fit right. <laughs> quick change went wrong. But and, that goes for anywhere that you're doing a show really. But so. it's the first time those people are seeing it and they deserve your best. And that's a good mm. lesson for anywhere, yeah. really. Yeah, I think if there's that inkling inside of you, yeah. then I think you should go for it, for sure. So you would say you would have your land time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. did you yeah. do, like, survival jobs during that time? Thankfully, We no, never had we to. <laughs> it's that connection thing. We went on our first mm -hmm. ship, and then it just went from there. So we did that, and then we ended up auditioning for a theater called yeah. the Armory in Janesville, Wisconsin. Not Selfishly sure. close to my family. Yeah, it was very close <laughs> to Madison. So I was like, oh, but they needed a couple more people. They needed a Danny yep. in, in Greece and they needed a Marty. So and boom. we walked in the door and we auditioned <laughs> and, like, you and they got said, it. okay, you're hired. We end up doing three or four shows there. And we got mm. one job in New Hampshire at the Palace Theater. Great theater. Actually with someone that maybe you're, didn't you go to CCM, Max? Yes. With oh um, gosh, Max yes. Clayton. Your son might know him. Yeah, I'm, I'm he sure I'm sure he knows. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's been in he, four, five, six, I mean, probably just back to back to back. Yeah. Most recently, Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It, his career has been wonderful. But he was in high school. When yeah. we, when <laughs> he was still in high school. But um, so we worked there. And then we also got a job, again, singing in the rain uh, with Prathers, um, which is a a production company entertainment group that at the time had three theaters and one like, in pennsylvania one in florida one in arizona and this particular show they were doing a tour of all three venues right yeah. so it was like a, a 10 11 month gig I mean, it was, and it was yeah like, i mean the whole year and then from there we got we ended up doing smoky joe's with them and somewhere in there we went back to the armory so i mean like i said earlier we could trace the whole thing connection after connection 
And what did you do about like signing a lease on where to live and all that? When you when you book a, a show at a place like she's been mentioning, they they provide housing for the actors. And there are certain stipulations, you know, if you're in the union, it's got to be under a mile from the theater so that they can walk or, you know, it has to have like a laundromat close by. It has to have a grocery store. And if not, some of the theaters we worked at would have like a company car that you would sign out yeah. and you would make your errands or do what you got to do. Go to the gym. You know, a lot of them have gyms they provide where you get a discount. You know, they're very intentional as far as housing and yeah. This is where you're going to buy your food from. And this is where you're going to go to the gym. And Yeah, I'm a little bit familiar with that because Frankie did summer stock in different places and had those different setups. But I wasn't yeah. sure once you're graduated if it's different. And are you guys equity? We are not. We, We're both we never went. what's called both candidates, equity member candidates. So we have certain points towards it. Yeah. Um, we... But you never signed. We, we didn't. didn't. That's interesting. I went so when we were in school, uh, there was a shift. It happened the when first we were in school. Tour, tour that went out non-ec. It shook everybody up mm-hmm. because before, it was basically like you graduate, you get your you card. get your card, and you go work, and yeah, that's what sure. just kind of was what you did if you were working. That that's what the thing was, and it was a huge shift in the industry, massive. Because mm-hmm. everything started going non-act. They didn't have people telling them what rules they had to follow. It's cheaper. It's cheaper. I mean, yeah. it's not all good things, right? right. For the actor. Uh, it's actually mostly depends on the, the place. But It's like one minute you say it's not good and then yep. it is good. So it was really a crazy time. So for us, when we graduated. There was this, more work. There was actually ended up being more work for people that were non-equity. And Way we, again, you can go so many different paths. But for us, because our priority and this is everyone's different but we did love working together we ended up getting you know those first jobs before we even graduated and then at right after and then the first cruise together we wanted to work together then Mm -hmm. we ended up getting engaged we got married so we we wanted to be together and our types Mm -hmm. lend themselves to doing that we could be cast in the same show we both can dance so if it was an ensemble situation or or a small lead lead, yeah you know it it worked so we were lucky in that way Mm -hmm. and so point being is just that we because of this whole shift with the non-equity thing and because we wanted to work together and it was working out that way for us we just and we just wanted to work some people went to new york they got agents their agents said don't work unless it's equity. You don't work unless it's here or there or wherever. Yep. That just wasn't our path. And so just we just trajectory. wanted to keep working and we kept working. So we were lucky. And so we ended up staying non-equity. Um, there was conversation yeah. in 2011 and 2012. Yeah. I was going to say at the, near the um, end of that whole ride. I could have taken my, uh, gotten my card. And at that time, you know, we it, it was a deliberation. Um, but mm-hmm. still, even at that time, and it's, it's, continuing now mm-hmm. still the conversation for me was yeah but will i have work all of mm-hmm. our friends that went union they just were struggling the union was losing shows they were just having uh, providing fewer opportunities for their actors who are paying dues to perform so mm-hmm. at that time I, I decided okay i'm gonna it's called equity membership candidate so like the emc card yeah. so i talked to the theater and we put it in the contract that i would get my emc card and they could put the points toward that once you got 52 weeks of your emc card then you naturally would have got your equity yeah. card so and soon after that we were right at that point where we probably would have said okay 
yeah, let's probably do this. We've got enough connections. We've done enough shows at theaters that are equity. And I think we would have felt comfortable that we could have, even if we never worked in any other place, but those theaters, we would have felt comfortable. Yeah, that I mean, we, could we were, continue. we were playing leads at theaters that were equity houses. We're, we were working alongside people in the union. And, right. Yeah. We're back. So yes, this whole concept of equity, non-equity. So when Frankie was going through and he was trying to make his decision about whether or not he would choose that because he had enough points. Yeah. After doing summer stock through the summers, he did choose to sign on with equity. Yeah. Now, Tommy, you know, he has the benefit of watching Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do what he's doing. And Tommy is like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I just want to work. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, having this interesting little perch <laughs> yeah. to sit on and see, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I guess time will tell. Mm -hmm. By the way, it, I think that's okay. I mean, honestly, I think it points to type too, you know, just taking Max for he's kind of Max Clayton, yeah. a dancer. You Great know, dancer. if you take your card, you'll work because yeah. they need that, that type. But my type, I would have had to age into a little bit, I guess, you know. That's and you're a dancer, but not a yeah. Max Clayton dancer. Correct. Like he's Correct. like, you know, so you could do a lot, but it wouldn't yeah. have been different. So yeah, for you Correct. being equity, you were that leading man. But if you became equity, now there's, like we talked earlier, those older mm -hmm. people that maybe you were taking their role in the non-equity world mm -hmm, because totally. it was skewing younger. So yeah, it's just something to, there's so many things I to know. consider That's and it a is a lifestyle thing. thing. And it is, I'll say it doesn't end. We're, you know, <laughs> we're now, you know, going to be turning 40 next year and we still are asking ourselves, what do we really want? Like, what do we, yep. you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's never ending. And, no. and I don't know, maybe it's never ending for everybody. We sometimes feel like it's, sort of that curse of an actor sort of thing like <laughs> should oh we go man back? Like, should we do what should we do but maybe everybody asks themselves those questions i don't know but it's well, it doesn't I think when you so have that creative spirit and the passion for performing and yeah. arts yeah it just doesn't go away no. no it's like how do how do you feed that exactly right yeah and, and we bring that into our work now very passionate people we care about what we do and you know you can transfer it to a certain degree but oh yeah but still it's, it's a never-ending question <laughs> and yeah we never had a, a place like you were saying oh, about, yeah. a, about a lease so when we needed yeah. to go to new york we would just sublet or you know stay with friends to get through an audition season or whatever when other times because we were away so much, we would go home. Go home and we, we never would, saw our family. We would live with my parents. We would live with his parents. We're so, like, please come home. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, so that's what we would do. We would do that or else we'd be in New York for a little bit to audition. But we had a, a lot of friends who lived and, they and did. worked and would have to sublet their place. That was just not our path, how it worked out for us. And in the end, as far as that goes, I think we were very lucky because yeah, we that, were always working and that meant we were saving against so much money well and that points back to the ships the mm -hmm. ships the money we could save on ships yeah. allowed us some freedom yes as far as not being uh worried about finances that we could do different things than some of our friends mm -hmm. were able to and do. that we could take those times to maybe just be home yeah. for a little bit um or then to go and work somewhere that maybe we certainly weren't getting paid as much as we were on the ships yeah. um so yeah so it that was a kind of our journey but a lot of people had that kind of more 
traditional actor journey of having a place in New York and having to sublet it when they were out on a job and come back Mm -hmm. and audition and leave. And, you know, that Mm -hmm. was just, that was what they did. And that works for a lot of people for sure. Yeah. Well, and being able to save and being paid very well on the cruise path is very appealing as a consideration to, if you get cast, do it. Yep. And then have that much as a cushion. Yep. Well, yeah, I will say, I mean, our last, after our last contract, sorry, I'm sure what you're going to say, yeah, that we, that was a longer contract. That was our, you know, fourth contract with the company. So we got raises and all that, but we were able to save. That's, we're sitting in our house right now. That's how we were able (laughs) to put put a down payment on our house. So Mm -hmm. it was huge. Huge. Just huge for us. Yeah. Yeah, that is very appealing. Yeah. It's still one of the <laughs> perks of that field. You know, they know what they're asking. They know they're asking you to leave your country or your family and friends or your friends in New York or LA or wherever you are, and they pay you for it. You know, if you book an equity contract for a Broadway show, fantastic. It's good money. Great. But you're living in New York City, you know, mm-hmm. so that's the kicker there. But, you know, obviously, if you're booking those shows, then do it. And that's, you're, a, yeah. And you're going to, probably book, book more, more. So, exactly. like it's, it's exactly. gonna be you'll be you'll be fine but um the perk of the ship is that you're not paying, paying. new york city they're paying you prices. to live there so it's you know there's so many i mean so many factors yeah. but none of it's wrong or no um you know as we look back it's like i wouldn't have wanted anything any different way it no. just was the way it was and we've always said as we've like continued through our life okay we're gonna make a choice and then we're just gonna deal with it and, and we never say never never say because never. you just don't know and you just don't know yeah and it's not a right or wrong choice it's just you just make a choice yeah that's what i was gonna <laughs> say and and you have to do what's best for you that you know in that time there's no there are paths we've talked about there's these people they did that thing that was a traditional path but i think you can maybe find yourself not in the best situation sometimes if you're trying to go on any specific path mm-hmm. that someone has laid out or said has to be the way to do it yeah i think you just have to do what's best for you and don't and... put a like limit on yourself exactly. like, just yeah, go for sure <laughs> what school did tommy go to is he out of school tommy is at wright state okay oh, cool. beautiful he took last year off yeah yep. he got an extra bike tech certification at united bike institute out in oregon and then sweet wow moved to phoenix and worked in a bike shop there for the school year and then he went back he's he is not with his incoming class but he's living with two of his like former classmates, right. but he's Beautiful. considered a sophomore now. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, hey, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, that totally worked for him. And it was kind of refreshing because um, he was very sure and felt very like reaffirmed that this is what he really wants. Cool. That's fair. I love that. After Gave him like space to like think that, about it. Yes. Let's go back to Phoenix. We've got connections in Phoenix. <laughs> really? <laughs> some good, some good I think you guys there. might have connections all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> we do. And that's what we talk about that too, where it's like, I don't know how I've explained it. Like we're sitting on this like yeah, wealth of like all these people that just have so much experience and that we've had connections with just everywhere. And it again, it's just like reach into that well and use those connections 
in in a positive way you know sometimes mm-hmm. people say oh using a connection no that's right. that's no, no, a no. good yeah. thing but yeah it's incredible like when we've had some conversations recently just talking about that and like all the possibilities and just mm-hmm. what you might be able to accomplish or create if you just reach into that well and use that connection yeah. so mm-hmm. so well two things one yeah. is your decision making as a couple were you always on the same page or was that difficult? And then the other thing is how, how did you decide? I'm assuming that you are currently not performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting question. Yeah. So we, <sighs> I don't know. I'm a Pisces. So <laughs> I totally believe in Zodiac stuff and I'm, I'm a Pisces through and through. So basically I've always struggled between like these two worlds of this desire and passion I have for performing and what I would say being quote unquote normal. I'm trying to finally come to terms with maybe I'm just me and maybe (laughs) this idea of normal that I have is I don't know what that is, but you know, I need to like just get past that and say, this is just me. It's, it doesn't, it, it, and that is normal for me. So when we were performing and we did get married young and, you know, we loved what we were doing and traveling, but there was always, at least for me, this, I wanted to have a house, I, you know, and I, I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to have our wedding presents out of my parents' basement. They were there for like eight, seven, eight years. I, <laughs> I wanted to have that, I guess, traditional, more normal life as well. But as an actor, that is really difficult. Yeah. Um, and at least the idea that I had of what is called normal. Yeah, right. um, and so... You know, we definitely would talk about, oh, you know, what are we going to do? That was part of the equity, non-equity conversation. That was part of the, do we move to New York conversation or move to somewhere else? Florida, Arizona, Vegas, Vegas, LA, Chicago. And we went back and forth a lot with that, talking about it and trying to figure it out. But as far as performing, we were intentional with trying to perform together. Yeah. That we did want that we took the opportunities where we were given that there was only one show that we did apart it was like a five-week gig in upstate new york and that was it other than that we were together together yeah so i mean it just did get to a point though where it was like okay you know we would like to have a family we would like to have that house somewhere and so we did start to kind of look at all the places that might be options to be able to kind of put roots down but still be able to maybe perform um and so yeah that took us all the way up to 2012 we were performing and that was that next offer that we got that we probably would have taken our equity card yeah and um we had to take a forced break because of a, um, a couple of weddings that I was in that summer. Um, so we took the break. We came back to Michigan and, you know, then we just started open that book and thought, okay, where are all the places we could go? And then we started thinking about those connections. And at that moment, we just sort of thought, well, you know, yeah, we've got connections here, there, wherever. And a, a post came up on a Facebook Western Michigan alumni page about a possible job that, you know, it was a for a male performer, but it was a salaried job with health insurance. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. <laughs> and That's it was big. like, ding, ding. Health insurance and is so big. 
we decided to. She was like, Michael, you're going to submit for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just sort of came, again, it's like, it was the connections. It was someone that, you know, we knew and had gone to school with. And so we said, okay, jump. And so Michael auditioned. He ended up getting that job. And that answered the question for us at that. Yeah. So we said, okay, I guess it's going to be Michigan, at least for now. Um, because at the time, we just were really ready to we sort had, of have our own space. And... We had taken a trip to Florida to check out Disney. We had yeah. taken, we had friends Chicago. that were working all over Las Vegas yep. and, and the shows there. And they have a, you know, they have houses and a life. And, but then they perform. And we went to Chicago. Mm -hmm. and Because um, that's kind of a, a different city as far as that goes, too. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, this just, again, it was take the, take the connection. Mm -hmm try it see where it goes he ended up getting the job and and then we had saved up that money and so we said okay and then i found a house and we <laughs> put a bid on the house and that's and he started his job and it just was like went from there yeah. um so yeah it really was an open book but it just came down to the opportunity and we took it and we've been here since we moved into our house in 2013. He had that job for about six years. It was a corporate job. Yeah, it was a, a traveling job. It was like a brand, corporate entertainment for a specific brand. I was their brand ambassador wherever they wanted their brand presence. In, in Michigan. In Michigan. So I traveled the whole state. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did that. And along that way, we would still judge at Thespian Festival. We would go back to Madison uh. and um, perform and judge at his the show choir competition that his school um, would host. would host. We would teach here and there private lessons, commercials. We got into that around this area with iGroup. Commercials um, and voiceover work. Um, and along that path, uh, we were at Thespian Festival one year. We were talking to someone that had gone to Western. He graduated before us. He came back and directed a production of Bat Boy, the musical that we were in. He runs a program. And in now he runs a Ohio. program. Um, yeah, Ohio Northern, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Brian. Brian Sage. Sage. And uh, um, yes, yeah, so we were in the hall talking with him. And he, he, someone, woman walked by. Oh, hey, Lisa, come here. Meet meet my, my friends, Aaron and Michael. They went to Western as well. She's like, oh, my gosh, you went to Western? So did I. That's amazing. Um, what did you do there? Oh, musical theater. Oh, that's awesome. She said, I think you might be what we were looking for. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, dad, come here. And this man comes walking down the hallway and she said, we found who we need. And I was just oh like, what are they gosh. talking about? And anyway, it ended up being Lou Fazzini, who was and is the founder of All the Worlds a Stage, um, which is a nonprofit youth theater organization that's been around now for over 30 years and they were looking for a new choreographer and they said well we're looking for you know someone to come on board and do with our shows we let's let's meet up so we met up and they said we want you to choreograph our production of beauty and the beast <laughs> and will you do it and will you teach musical theater classes and i said okay <laughs> <laughs> and I've been with them ever since. I think it's been seven years now and I absolutely love it. And um, actually you said, maybe you'd assume we're not performing. Well, we haven't performed, but I will actually be making my return to the stage <laughs> oh as Maleficent gosh. in Descendants. Um, Where? Where is here this? In November, the week weekend before Thanksgiving, we have four performances at the McComb Center for the Performing Arts. That's where we do our shows. Yes. Amazing venue that I tell yes, the kids all the I time. Yes, I know it. You're yes. so lucky to be able to perform here. 
Um, and so, yeah, so actually I will be back on stage soon. So it, it's crazy. We're right in the thick of it. So, that and I'm also so choreographing it. So it's, it's a lot, cool. but it's, it's great. And are you guys still at She-Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> so then that's the other part of it. So yeah. Both of us are still at She-Wolf. So I bow to my wife because I don't know how she does it all. So my job that I got when we moved here was ending. And then I was like, well, shoot, what do I do? <laughs> so we went through this whole process. We were going to be teachers. We were going to be, you know, we didn't know. Again, it was another one oh, of those times in our so life. So many options. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, many we, possibilities. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we opened that book again to be like, okay, now what? And then uh, Chef Anthony Lombardo opening his baby. And I went to high school with him. Yep. So, <laughs> so I put out a thing to him just saying, hey, I'm looking for some work. I, you know, I don't really know what I want to do yet, but you Again, had worked I, in restaurants yeah, some and yeah. in college, yeah. I said, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Then we had a meeting and he goes, yep, I want you on board. And I was at the meeting because it was just a casual at Starbucks meeting. You know, chef said, yes, Michael, I want you on board. And then I decided to take a leap and I texted him and I said, hey, that was sounded like a really exciting prospect and was really inspiring. And I have another job. It's part time. So if you can work around that, I'd love to be a part of it too and he said mm. sure so we both and jumped we, on board and we've been a part of it since day one back yeah. in may of 2018 yep it's a crazy it's, ride and it is so good it's exceptional <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. exceptional and so michael are you a sommelier yes how did you do that when did you do that sure yeah you know it was very very involved um most restaurants do not have a two-month training process we had an amazing um, mindy lopez who was our first GM that opened the restaurant. She's incredible Instrumental. wine knowledge. And yeah. um, she really gave us amazing training yeah. to start out with just as servers when we started. Yeah. And then about a, a month in, um, a manager left and they offered me the management position. And I, again, just jumped at the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Being surrounded by that all the time, I, I just kind of took to it. My brain. It's like a sponge. Was... I, I mean, I can't even, <laughs> I'm like just in awe of how much he has retained. So yeah. Sorry. So yeah, then I, went through WSET, uh, Wine and Spirits Education Trust. Um, and there are a number of different di different people you can get certified through. That's the one I, I felt most pulled toward and was recommended to from Mindy Lopez. Then I passed the first thing with flying colors and they were like, hey, we really think you should continue. And I was like, I couldn't decide. It was like, oh yeah, you just want me to take the other class. So I just did level two like right away. And this was all last fall and winter. Over, yeah. yeah. And is yeah. this online? Typically it is not. This one it was because of the pandemic. And obviously it's like three times the information and more difficult. And I was super nervous about the test. And then amazing. I ended up, you know, you can pass with different levels. I got like a 97.3. So it was like passing Jeez. with distinction. So it was uh, very relieving because I was worried. <laughs> but help. we've always said it's been crazy how much our experience and knowledge and, yeah. and everything that we have done over the course of our acting career has paid, how much paid, it yeah. paid off and that's why I also love like that the company I work for is called All the Worlds of Stage and that's what so we true. say that it's life skills learned through theater no matter yes. what you end up doing um, because it just absolutely is so true and yeah. I mean especially it, it would go for anything you're doing but in do, opening this restaurant doing all that training it's a show. <laughs> it was truly uh-huh yes it's rehearsal production. of putting in the time to memorize and, and the way our brain can work of yes. memorizing I'm and like so sure. fast we'd come back for these like tests and people would be like how did you memorize that i was like what do you mean 
And it was hard, but we knew how to do it methodically and it just helped so much. And then we always say like every day at the restaurant is like, we're putting on a show. You've got your costume, you know, whatever, you know, your lines, you know, the show, you know what it is. And then we're going to lights up, lights up, you're entertaining, open the doors, open the curtain. Here we go. Uh So it's really been an interesting process to really see how much it really does translate so the same goes for like the wine and all that memorizing that you had to do yeah i know yeah i never i never expected to you know necessarily be here and doing that but it's been a great rabbit hole to go down wow well you guys are such a um fast forward or just so parallel to Frankie and Bryn because yeah. I mean I can't I even that. tell you how much you guys have in common. Bryn grew up a dancer. She went to mm-hmm. performing arts academy in high school, part time, and then graduated early. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, Frankie played sports, and then yeah. he did his first show in sixth grade, and his, <laughs> his choir teacher told him, "Wow, you can really sing." And Come then on. he was Wait. like hooked. Yes, all of it. Yes. Wow. So, oh my gosh. So much. Yes. That's crazy. And on that note, what do you have to say as a couple? Both being in the business, mm-hmm. what are the advantages and what are the disadvantages and how have you navigated that? Gosh, I mean. There's definitely both. For us, I think, I mean, the advantages, I mean, we were lucky because our types and abilities and strengths very often lined up with what was needed. And so we were very lucky to be able to be cast. Um, and, and sometimes I think we were each other's connection sometimes too. 100%. Sometimes it was, oh, they need this. Okay, well, to bring you along. Yep. And it go it went back and forth. So I think we were just so lucky to have that. Um, I think disadvantages sometimes were just the classic, mm-hmm. where I mentioned how the cruise ship didn't think this way, but lots of theaters, yeah. opposite. Lots they of- would be like, lots of places in general, just of work, <laughs> are like, oh no, I'm not hiring a couple they're going to fight all the time and they're going to this and they're going to that. And that was like a misperception yeah. of us, at least. Now, I'm not saying every couple is like that, but we wanted to work together. We enjoyed it. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we don't argue about stuff. Of mm-hmm. course we do. Mm-hmm. But we were used to it. That's what we like to do. That's what we wanted to do. So we were going to put in the work to make it work. We were every place we went. It was like oh my gosh, you know, we were leery about a couple and you guys were just amazing. You yeah, know, we were so worried. That's what that... we tried. Very professional working relationship. Mm-hmm. There's boundaries. There's because you're they're looking at you differently than they're looking at other people. Yeah. Do you think the fact that I'm kind of thinking that you I mean, you met in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you like your relationship working together. Mm hmm. That was its foundation. It always built on been that. part of, yeah. And having to progress mm-hmm. and advance, mm-hmm. but yes, also have your relationship. You had been doing that since day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. very unique. So yeah, I think that that was an advantage, I guess, yes. for us personally. And again, everyone's so different and there are lots of stories about, we. the thing is we knew a lot of people that, were couples they would work together wherever maybe they met doing a show or this or that they but then they would split off and go do shows and and they ended Mm -hmm. up splitting up and we just knew we didn't want that to be us and Mm -hmm. so that was the priority and so i'm sure sometimes maybe we missed individual opportunities here and there but in the end that was just again us 
was we were the priority so we just worked around that and made it happen and found a room where they where they wanted would say us both. they want us both did we market it as a package deal no we just found a room that needed us both which i think was a good choice i mean yeah. here we are we'll, we'll be together 20 years this, yeah, this, this is coming this out year. 20 it's, years uh, it's We're, insane yeah and the fact that you <laughs> this know friday 20 years live together work together you know it feels more strange and more foreign to, to not, not be together than yes. to be together so we're just very lucky yeah for sure wow i mean you guys are how old were you when you got married <laughs> so we're we'll be i call it our love anniversary yeah so our dating anniversary <laughs> is coming up our love anniversary that's this friday and that's 20 years and then the next friday october 22nd is our wedding anniversary and that'll be 16, 16. years we got married in 2005 Okay, ours our anniversary is October twenty third. Nice. No way! Are you serious? Yeah, isn't October the best month to get married? Oh, yeah. that's a, love it. Um, well, is, do you guys have any information you want to share? What they could reach out to you as a resource for if mm-hmm. you're open to that? Yeah, I mean, definitely, always. That's something that you know, being on the other side of the table now, I say, um, with all the worlds of stage and choreographing and directing and teaching it that fills me up is to be able to pass on the information, pass on the experience, the knowledge that we gain through all of our time in this career. So I am all about that. I love that. I am always here. I am Erin RVG on Instagram, E-R-I-N-R-V-G. And Michael, he's Michael Van Gemmer on Instagram. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-V-A-N-G-E-M-E-R-T. Michael Van Gemmer. <laughs> it's a mouthful. But yeah, I mean, as far as, um, I don't know. I mean, just be a good person. Yeah. Work yeah. hard. Integrity. Integrity work is ethic, huge. Kindness. Commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Be true to yourself. Yeah. And you'll, you know, you'll, you'll figure that out you'll, as who that means, what that means yeah. <laughs> as time goes on. But just, you know, that you'll find the right group of people um, to be around if you have those at your core, you know. And what do I always say? You can never say never, never. say never say never. And you can never say the right thing to the wrong person but you can also never say the wrong thing to the right person so seek out those people and use your connections use your connections yeah that is really good um well thank you for your time absolutely um just your openness you know parents listen to this um but students also listen to it i hope they do and it's just so reassuring to have some input from up the line, mm-hmm. not just going into the process, mm-hmm. but what it looks like long term. I love basically the underlying message of you guys as a couple mm-hmm. and individually yeah. that you were just open to where the wind blew you. Yep. And yep. not that you were passive, nope. but nope. just were open. Yep. Mm-hmm. We take the opportunities when they come up and make it successful. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we talk about this all the time. If they've gone through college and, and are an actor, they can do anything in the world. <laughs> people don't know pressure like that. Like actors. Like, yeah, they, they do don't anything. Know. Yeah. A lot of people will discount that and say, oh, well, you haven't had a real job. It will be undersold a lot. And people don't understand it. So you have to show Just up have to and show hard. what it means and show that truly 
all the worlds a stage because if you've done that, you can take it anywhere and use those skills anywhere. I 1 million percent agree with you. And it's hard to know without having had done it yourself or had some close proximity to it to really understand that when you are an MT student (laughs) that you show up body, mind, and spirit all day, every day, plus whatever show you may be in, there's nothing, it's almost incomparable. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, truly anybody listening here or, and your kids too, I hope they're listening too, (laughs) Lisa, um, (laughs) reach out to us ask us anything we're, we're here we'd love to meet your your sons and it'd be awesome so oh, thank you i appreciate that adventures. so much i appreciate oh, that you're welcome all right well thanks again you guys i'm anxious to follow awesome yes yeah, yeah, descendants I, at I the have, macomb center for the performing arts and also i have a feeling that there's interesting things to come i hope yeah so. let's Definitely. check back in all right thanks again thanks thank lisa you. all right take bye. care bye bye so just great information so informative about what life can look like going forward as a grad with a bfa degree this couple is just so genuine and clearly very hardworking. i'm so impressed with uh just their I mean, you could tell they were finishing each other's sentences the whole way through. They themselves are very connected and have used their connections optimally. And that's just something great to keep in mind that all of us need to do when looking forward to our careers, but especially in this industry. It is very helpful to stay in touch and remember to reach out to people that you have met along the way. It really is a small subculture when it comes down to it. I would recommend to reach out to them. They would be happy to help or give input. I think they were genuine about offering their help, so please do think about reaching out. And as always, please reach out to me, leave a comment, give me your feedback, input. I would so very much appreciate it. I appreciate you for tuning in and I will be back. Not sure when, but with something interesting for sure. Thanks. Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy.
Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy.
Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. Welcome to episode 27 of Processing the Process. The title of this episode is The More Things Change, The More They Stay the Same. That title was suggested actually by my guest. I think it's pretty perfect. She is a parent who has a son who is applying and auditioning for this very special niche of college musical theater programs. Thanks for tuning in. Please always feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you and share with anyone you might know whose child is also considering the possibility of this process or is going through it. So enjoy. Enjoy.